Welcome, 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 guys. Here we are a little later than our normal time. Our normal time is 7 p.m., but we're here, right? We are here in the building. I'm so excited. Today is definitely going to just be a time of just celebration, right? We do have a special guest with us today. My puppy, you might hear him. Unfortunately, he's with me and he's a little um excited right now uh because my sons have kind of uh, left out the car and so he's wanting to go over there. So if he you guys hear him whimpering or making noises, just please disregard him. He's just excited and wants to get out and go run around. So I am just super excited, guys, because today is a day of celebration. Number one, it is Rosh Hashanah. If you do not know what that is, and for those of us who are in the body of Christ, as much as we don't um, conform to Judaism or anything like that, but God's calendars are his calendars. He did not change them. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. It is it behoove us to really uh, to pay attention to and do a study and research in the Bible what God says about these times in His calendar. We um we are um talking about the new year in the civil calendar. So there's an ecclesiastical or a sacred calendar where they observe new year around March, April in the month of Nisan. Um, and so that is like their sacred calendar, but then they have a civil calendar and the civil calendar was very popularly used by kings. And um when you are giving birth, oh my goodness, that's prophetic right there. And so you really want to do a deep research, a deep dive into understanding God's timing, because those of us that are, that are in Christ, being in the timing of God is so paramount. It is really of the utmost importance. And we spoke about that, and this promise still stands, right? When God was really talking about his timing, and right now we are in a Kairos moment. A Kairos moment is a moment in God's timing, in his timetable, in his calendar. Chronos time is time as we know it. It is the time like we have 24 hours in a day. We have hours, minutes, seconds, right? We have days, months, years. That is the Chronos time. But the Kairos time is a time in God's appointed calendar where he's appointed a time for a particular thing, right? And that is what we're in because, again, when we're talking about alignment, we are in the moment where we just crossed over, amen? So a lot of us have been really hearing about transition and crossing over. The Lord has probably been speaking to you and ministering to you if this is your season for crossing over, that this was the time, right? This is the time where uh, we cross over from one year to the next. So the old is gone, right? The Bible tells us when we are when we come to Christ, we are new creations in Christ Jesus, right? The old have passed away. So this old year five seven eight three is no more. We are now in five seven eight four four being um, dialect, which is the he um, the Hebrew. Uh, alphabet for um, <clears throat> the number four. It means that p- 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 one of the pictographic meanings is dialect, right? And so again, you can feel free to go look up the Hebrew gematria because here's the thing. When you go and you search, the Bible says you seek, you shall find, right? You knock the door, be open unto you. When we cry out to God, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 33 and 3, he will show us great and mighty things we do not know. So when you go and search it out for yourself, when you go search the scriptures, what does the scripture say? 
about Rosh Hashanah or what does it say about, you know, God's calendar, God's timing, his appointed time is his Kairos. What is Kairos? What is Kronos? You can use Google. You can use the Bible. You can use Bible study tools. You can um, get books. You can even go look on YouTube and find YouTube teachings, right? The information is out there for my people, parents, for a lack of knowledge, but knowledge is only power when it's applied. So when we want to understand how God is moving among us and what he's doing in this particular time, discerning the time and the seasons is so important. Number one for your personal life. So you know what God is doing for you personally. But we also want to know what God is doing for us collectively, right, as the body. Because God is not just about us as individuals. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I can't even make this up, y'all. I, I hear like pop, 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 boom, boom. And I'm like, what is that? I look over and it's fireworks. Listen, <laughs> God is intentional. Fireworks, what do fireworks represent? Celebrations. Normally we see fireworks at the 4th of July. You might see fireworks at some type of, you know, event, celebration, wedding, you know, some type of, it just signifies a, a time of celebrating, a time of rejoicing, right? And so this is that time. This is that season. You're not in that old place no more. You're not in that old season. You're no longer in the wilderness. You're not going around that same mountain anymore. God is sending a deliverer. Come on, somebody. God is doing something so prophetic and so profound right now that we it, it, it is literally we're it's we're going to be seeing things happen that are going to be history making. We're things that have never happened in history, even things that are not going to be, um, you know, things that are going to be a favorable, if you will, because judgment is also happening. And so when we when we teach about the things of God or when get when God gives us a word or give us revelation, we only know in part and we only prophesy in part. But at one in the moment when when Christ come and we're called into glory, we will know fully. But even now, God will reveal to us what's he, what he's doing because, A, God is always going to prepare his people if we have an ear to heaven. And so we're in a time of blessing. We're in a time of restoration. We're in a time, a time of recompense. If you don't know what recompense means, please go look it up. If, if you don't know what um, restitution means, because we, we say words and we use words, but I don't know if we take time to really define them. Like, what is the actual meaning, right? Do a study because you will find that God uses everything. And as you begin to search things out by his leading or even of your own accord, you will begin to, it's like he'll take you on a scavenger hunt and you'll find this thing and you'll find this revelation and this understanding and this piece. And, it, and he brings it all together. But I literally couldn't orchestrate this. And just think, I was supposed to do the podcast at 7 p.m., but something came up yesterday that I had to take care of at 6.30 with my children. So I had to push the podcast back to 8 o'clock. But how is it? That in this very moment, exactly where I am right now, I could have chose to be anywhere because many of you guys know right now I'm, I'm doing the podcast in the car because God just has me in a place where I'm being on the move. If you know anything about scripture, a lot of times the people of God were nomadic, meaning they went from place to place until he planted them. Right. So there's a time of movement because God is a God of movement. And then there's a time of planting. And so that's why knowing your time and seasons, according to Ecclesiastes, it tells us the different times and seasons there are you really have to understand the timing of God so and even the character and 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 the heart of God because then you won't be so discouraged because I had to you know the Lord had to help me and he had to change my perspective because I was so discouraged when I began he took me um and from a place of being planted, right? And I went on a journey these last few months and I didn't look at it like that in, in the onset because I'm so used to being planted, right? I've literally, I didn't move around a lot as a child. My mother still lives in the same house that we've lived in since I was a teenager. 
and um she's been there about 28 years or whatever or so you know we didn't do a lot of moving around um when i got an adult i didn't do a lot of moving around i literally had stayed in one apartment for about five years and then i moved into a house and i stayed into a house for 13 and a half years so i'm so used to being planted so here in these last years from since 2021 when we moved out of our home that we lived in for 13 and a half years you know i'll be in my my mindset was or my idea was I was going to get planted again that I was going to the next place and that was where we was going to stay but what I did not know that God had something else in mind and so we began to go on a journey even then where I we went to Florida you know we were living in Florida for a little minute then I went to Texas and I was trying to move us to Texas and I almost bought a house and then God rerouted us and and he let me know that that wasn't it that's why it's really important, saints, brothers and sisters, please commit all your ways into the Lord. Like when we see these scriptures, when we hear, when we read the scriptures, it's not just for entertainment. We really have to take it literally and seriously. Like the Bible says to acknowledge God in all our ways and he will direct our paths. Many of the plans in the man's heart, but the, uh, only the Lord knows the path. And so when we have all these things, desires in our heart and they're unrestrained and they're, and, and they have no, um, you know, God have not, you know, begin to parameters around them because you know we're now operating from a place of just wanting to go our own way or do things the way we think we should do it now we run the risk of going down the wrong path or leading it leading us to destruction right and so it's so important to seek god the bible tells us to seek ye the kingdom first seek god first before you make a decision yes it's okay to have a desire and a dream there's nothing wrong with that god gives us dreams he gives the, us the desires of our heart but in the bible what it says is it says that when I when we c commit our ways unto him, right, it says when we uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to un your own understanding. Right. So we shouldn't lean to our own understanding. And then the Bible tells us that um, that when he's going to give us the desires of our heart, that's if we commit our ways to him. Like when you finish reading that after, you know, that the Lord will grant you the desires of your heart, it says and you commit all your ways unto him. So when we commit our ways unto him, he will give us the desires of our heart because our desire is his desire. Amen. But I couldn't have just orchestrated this. They were just doing fireworks. And it's so funny because they're not doing them anymore. They literally only did fireworks over there for about, I would say, about five, six seconds. And literally, they're not doing them no more. So that's how intentional God is. But God took us from place to place. And some of these places I chose, right? I'm not even going to put it all on God. But because God is so sovereign, he uses everything. And so I chose to uproot us. That probably wasn't the time. But because God saw that I was just determined to do my own thing, he allowed it because we have free will. But ultimately, I came back into alignment with his plan. And his plan was for me to be here in Ohio. Ohio, even though I was determined and was trying to go to other states, right? And so God will recorrect us. He will reroute us or recalculate us if we allow him, you know. So we really want to be in a place where we're dependent on God for direction, for wisdom, for instruction, for understanding, for provision, for everything, because he is our source, right? And so even though we have things that he is using to be a resource, he is the source. We don't have, we're nothing apart from him. We can do nothing apart from him. So right now, understanding that we are in a time that he is moving among us right that it's 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 tangible 
it's tangible. You can sense it if you're if you're in the spirit, right? If you're praying in the spirit, if you're spending time with God, if you're spending time in the world, it, um, excuse me, in the word, not spending time in the world, y'all. Don't be spending time. We are in the world, but not of the world. Amen. Be ye tra- don't be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like, do not be in the world, but you know, be in the word of God. You can sense it. You can see it. I've been having like visions, you know, and that's a newer thing. But see, when you are in alignment with the will of God, when you are in your right position, that's when you'll begin to experience, right? These levels of, um, you know, have these spiritual encounters. And, con- you know, one thing that um, the Lord started speaking and ministering to me was consecrate yourself. And if you know anything about um, the Bible and you know in this um, chapter in Joshua, um, chapter six, I believe it is when they were getting ready. I think they were about to go conquer Jericho, uh, but they were getting ready to go to battle and God was about to reveal himself to them. And he told them to consecrate themselves and they were to consecrate themselves for three days. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. And um, so y'all don't quote me, but I know it's somewhere around Joshua, like five or six. But anyway, consecrate yourself. What does that mean? That means like, you know, you are to set yourself apart, make yourself as holy, right? Disconnect from everything, anything that is not edifying, that is not life giving, anything that is not, excuse me, glorifying unto the father. We want to put it away. You want to spend even more time, like if you have a routine or you spend uh, maybe an hour a day with God, this consecrate yourself meaning now you're going over and beyond that. It could mean fasting, right? It could mean to- literally turning down your plate, right? But what, what happens is when God is about to have an encounter with his people, he wants us to consecrate ourselves because that's a way that we are able to purify ourselves and to cleanse ourselves so we can receive him because he's so holy, right? We can't just receive him any old kind of way because he's too holy, he's too righteous. And so we there are some times where we get involved in things whether we know it or not and it taint us, right? And so God will ask us to pull away or God will just ask us to give him more, right? Because every time God, you know, is wanting to do something, a sacrifice was always made, right? Anytime Israel did something major, right? When Solomon wanted to build a temple for God, and he was eight once he completed that assignment, what the Bible say that he took, I don't know, however many thousands of sheep and goats and lambs and all the things, and he sacrificed it unto God as an offering, right? So anytime that God is, we're doing something for God, or we, you know, going to have a visitation for God or from God, or God has done something amazing for us, or we, we, want to off give him an offering right so sometimes a sacrifice is required so he may tell you to sacrifice time he may tell you to sacrifice your resources meaning he might tell you hey take some time off from work these next couple days and just be in my presence he might say hey sacrifice a meal or two he may say hey you know sacrifice social media sacrifice youtube sacrifice hanging out with your friends sacrifice whatever right because god is wanting our complete and undivided attention which we should give him out of honor and reverence because he is god right and so there are so many instructions god was given in these last weeks i know he gave me some and the, the the reward of obedience is here's the thing we don't always get to choose what that reward gonna look like sometimes it could be a physical thing a material thing 
some time is spiritual amen because what we want to make sure is that we're not lusting only after material things god gives gifts but he gives spiritual gifts as well he tells us that in his word right and so he'll get he'll enlighten the eyes of our understanding he'll give us more revelation he'll give us more knowledge he'll give us another level of anointing he'll increase our you know our dream life or our you know our um visions and all of those things because we have obeyed and because we put ourselves in position by consecrating ourselves to receive amen we're receivers as women by nature we receivers so when you are obedient you are receiving so because of my obedience you know i believe that's why i've been seeing visions you know and unless the lord leaves me i'll get into those but what i will say is this the heavens are open the heavens are open. The heavens are open because the times are testifying about it. The season is testifying about it. Like I said, we, today is the first day of Rosh Hashanah, which is going to last these next few days. Time of celebration. And this is a time of just rejoicing. This is a time of just, just really being all about the new new beginnings right new wine not trying to put new wine in old wine skins not taking the things of yesterday right not taking those old habits those old behaviors not taking those old mindsets those old things right the things that the lord have been ministering to you all these this year or maybe all these last months or weeks about you know that that he wants you to you know put away he wants you to come out of those things maybe he just wants you to level up and he wants you to come to another level of maturity the bible tells us we go from faith to faith to glory to glory so you should be elevating growing maturing you should not be the same as you were the day as you got saved so there's so many things god is doing this hour yes he will do physical things yes if you need a financial breakthrough if it's your season it's your timing and he's promised you then yes you may get that yes it could be a house yes it could be a marriage yes it could be a baby yes it could be a car yes it could be a healing right yes it could be success yes it could be prosperity yes it could be you know whatever right god is so unlimited he we can't begin to put him in a box and we can't figure him out right and he's not going to let us create a pattern after him all we know is that he is able amen that's all we know and we celebrate the fact that we know he's faithful amen he's faithful so this in this season and then of course for me this is even more sensitive or not even sensitive but this is literally really hitting home for me even more because my birthday is in two days so i'm like lord look how could you just orchestrate this that lord russia shana will begin on today and go through my birthday and and that already in the in and of itself is a time of to celebrate right because we've crossed over when israel crossed that jordan and they went to go and enter the promised land they went to enter the land of canaan they knew what it was this was the land god already said was theirs yes it was inhabitants but God gave them the victory. He told them, I'm with you and I go before you. He sent the angel before them. Many of the battles they didn't have to fight. They just had to obey. Jericho's walls came down because they obeyed. They walked around seven, one time for six days and on the seventh day, seven times and they shouted. Like he said, and they didn't have to physically do anything. Those walls came down, right? So in their obedience, some battles they didn't physically fight. They fought with their obedience. You know, so once they crossed the Jordan River, they understood that that was already theirs. Yes, there might be a little warfare. Yes, there may be a little resistance, but all we have to do is is obey, right? And trust in God, knowing that the battle is ours, is theirs. But they understood that this was already their land. They 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 weren't confused. 
It didn't matter that somebody was already there. Come on, somebody. I hope that's a word for somebody. It don't matter who they're already. It don't matter who you served. It don't matter who circumvented. It don't matter who, you know, tricked their way up. It don't matter who, you know, deceived their way into something. It don't matter what person looked like they're standing in the way between you and the thing God promised you. Believe you me. God will send the angel of the Lord and God will have, he will, he will make sure that he will remove anything and anyone that will try to withstand the will of God for your life. There will not be no barricade, no blockage, no hindrance. There will not be no giant, no principality, no demon. There will not be no warfare. There will not be nothing, no wall that will be able to keep you from the will of God, but you, amen but you so i just want to just come on today that's why i was like today is really it was just a just a flaw and just allowing god to speak to me as well but to speak through me to to you guys about what he's doing right now and just really to put it in your spirit to really get to a place of praise worship rejoicing even if your situation ain't changed just yet trust and believe me y'all have no idea god can do it right now in this very moment it don't matter what time it is where you at it could be late in the midnight hour god can do it it can be like paul and silas you could be up praising and, and singing hymns at 12 midnight and god can come through for you and that your whole situation can change your whole life can change don't let circumstances don't get involved and in, worried about circumstances don't get concerned about the timing because the thing about it is when we begin to get distracted by focusing on what we don't have what's not going right the, 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 it don't seem like our prayer got answered it don't seem like god is moving on our behalf you know the, the things look grim oh it looks like it's it's too late like man i really needed this thing done i needed this prayer answered i needed this by this time and it looked like it's too late god is not into time he created time he says outside of time time cannot even begin to compose uh, come you know hold god right and so we don't get caught up in what we see we don't get caught up in time because all it takes is one touch one move all god gotta do is blow in your direction blow on your dry bones and they can begin to live he can begin to speak to your dead situation and they can rise up out of that grave you don't worry about that you stay in the presence of god you continue to celebrate praise your way through worship um just believe god the bible tells us that it and Abraham believed God and it was a credit to him as righteousness he was in an impossible situation I don't know too many people who's 75 and God coming to them telling them you okay you gonna have a son with your uh have a child a son with your barren wife over there who's 65 I don't know nobody like that yes some of our situations are impossible trust me I I have I have quite a few of them myself but if he at 75 who never had produced at that time they hadn't created Ishmael yet and his wife, who was never able to be fruitful from her womb, if he could believe God, come on, somebody, what can you believe God for? Don't matter how impossible it seems. It don't matter what it looks like. You rejoice right now. You celebrate. You walk like it already happened. You talk like it already happened. You begin to seek God and ask him, well, how do you prepare for that thing? What does that look like? What is your instructions? How do you change your, you know, what is it that he needs you to do? How do you position yourself? And you walk in that thing. You act like you already got those millions in the bank. You don't, you act like you don't, you're not, don't got money problems. That the only problem you got is, you know, what you're going to do what you see because you have so much you know that the only problem you have is you know you don't know you know what the lord is gonna ask you to build next right because you in the place of abundance see we 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 so in this 
in this Western world, when we look at the Bible and look at faith, we look at it as is as if it's a reactive thing. But faith is proactive, meaning that you already begin to that thing is so real to you right now that you walking like it right now, that you talking like it right now. Baby girl, you believing to be married, you a wife already, you acting like a wife. You look you done already did everything that you need to do to prepare yourself. You done got healed, you done became whole, you done, you know, um studied the Bible, what this biblical wifehood look like, you didn't allow God to minister to you, you done read some um, you know, some Christian books on biblical wifehood. The power of a parent wife is a good one, you know, all many things, right? You didn't did whatever it was that God led you to do and you already walking like a wife you already thinking like a wife you already thinking about your family you already thinking about your husband you already you already there like it's so real to you it's so real to you right because this is the time when God is looking down on the earth to see a one. He said he looks to see if there's one he looks down in the earth to see if there's one who has faith what does that faith look like for you I can't tell you what it looks like for you. I can only tell you what it looks like for me. And yes, it may seem like, well, we hear, I didn't heard it over and over again. I done heard about this my time. I done heard about this my season. I done heard about God is about to bless me. I done heard God is about to do it. I didn't heard that this is my confirmation, that this is my word. But let me tell you something. Was it the time? I said that right there. Was it the time? We are in the timing of God, not everybody, because again, know your times and your seasons. This is why you got to stay in the in the presence of the Father. Only he can confirm to you. Only he can tell you when it's your time, what season you're in. You got to know it. I thought there were many things that God is saying that now is the time for for me that I thought when he first gave me the word years ago, I thought that was the time because I received the word then. And like I said before, when we get a word from the Lord, right, that's an invitation. He's inviting us in to come press into him to get more revelation, to get more instruction, to get more understanding so we can know and flow in his in his timing so we can figure so he can reveal to us like what what is the timing of this had i done that years ago i wouldn't have bumped my head so many times i wouldn't have been so frustrated i wouldn't have been so disappointed trying to do things outside of the timing of god the right thing at the wrong time is still wrong i've said it on the last podcast and i'm saying it again because somebody needs to hear that you can have the right revelation you can have the right word you can have the right confirmation but it can still be the wrong time but for many of us those things that god has promised us 10 15 years ago two years ago a year ago a couple months ago all the things that he spoke and it didn't happen then and now we doubt and now we question and now we you know now we're now we don't believe anymore now we're afraid to believe and step out in faith again because we try to step out in faith ahead of time and and it didn't work out and so i'm i'm saying try again because believe again because for a lot of us now is the time we are in 5784 this is the year of the door this is the year of the door. And so that means that many doors are being opened. Many doors, many doors are being opened in this hour. Many doors are being opened this year because we are in the time of the door. We are in the time. Y'all forgive me. My son just came and he um, opened the door and he closed it, guys. I apologize. But 
dialect is door. That's not the only uh, meaning it has, but that is one that is very significant. And understanding doors, gates, windows. The Bible talks about doors. It tells us that he given us the key of David. And he said an open door before us, open doors. And he is open the doors no man can close. And closing doors no man can open. That's Revelations 3 and 8, right? Um, it starts from like 7 to about um, 11. Um, read that in your own time. You know, it talks about gates. Lift up ye gates, all ye people, right? Lift up you, you, uh, your everlasting doors, right? It talks about gates. You know, the wall, the wall of Jerusalem, it had gates on it, and each gate had a different meaning, right? So you got to understand when the Bible talks about gates, when it talks about doors, you know, when it's talking about portals and different things you like what does these things mean they have significance it's not just what we're reading and like we're reading a fairy tale or reading a novel no the bible is alive it's real it's living right and so it's our we have to do our due diligence by seeking it out right seeking out the mysteries right of what the scripture is saying this is a time where the heavens are open we know it tells us in malachi that he will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that he, we don't have room to receive well what does that mean what does it look like what does he call the heavens in deuteronomy and um in numbers and you know exodus like what what is he talking about when he says you know he'll open up the heavens and, or he calls the heavens to his your storehouse he's going to give rain in its season right because the heavens is where you know we get rain and rain waters the earth and then we have vegetation and things grow and things are sustained you know and, and water it, it continues to bring water in our in our seas and oceans and rivers and all the our bodies of water they can be replenished because we need water our bodies are about 75 percent or more water the earth is a majority water and so water is important. So we need rain, right? And and so when the heavens are shut up, what happens? A famine, right? And so again, understanding like what he means when he's talking about the heavens being open. That means he's bring, sending down provision. He's raining down provision. It tells us his word, like 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 rain falls from heaven and waters the earth. So that's his word come from heaven and come down and, and, and does what he purposes to do and produces fruit everywhere he sends it, right? And so again, understanding standing like what, what what are we talking about doors 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 there are doors that are being open but there's also doors that are being closed so be and just be mindful god may pull you out of some things he may have you leave some things in some things walk away from some things walk away from some people walk away from some relationships walk away from some opportunities walk away you know from some some um some locations god may begin to close some doors but understand when he's closing doors is because other doors are going to open that's why you really want to be in tune with god you really want to understand god you really want to be you know in the presence of god you really want to know the voice of god so you understand what he's doing in this hour this is a time to celebrate beloveds this is a time to celebrate my brothers and sisters in christ congratulations happy new year happy rosh hashanah mazel tov many of us we have stayed the course we have completed the, the the assignment you know we have come out of the wilderness we no longer going around that same mountain we have you know fulfilled the assignment we have endured amen we have pressed our way through we have endured through the hard seasons we have endured through the challenges we have endured through the through all of the you know things that the trials the tribulation the fires the valleys right a lot of us have been really going through we've been really tested you know psalm 105 it talks about 
you know, Joseph, the word tested him to the time of his prediction came true because he had a dream. He had two dreams at 17 and God gave him them dreams. And because those dreams were so powerful, because in them dreams spoke to something that was going to happen into in the timing of God that was really going to help sustain an entire nation of people that the Lord. That the Lord really could not uh, just allow him to walk into that. He had to be prepared. The word had to test him. So he went through a lot of things, a lot of things that he did not do of his own accord. He was thrown into a so thrown into a pit because his brothers hated him. They hated him because of the favor on his life. How many people can you know can who can identify with that? Because you have so much favor that uh, the favor of God is on you. You have favor with people. You have favor just it just follows you everywhere you go, and people just don't like you. They don't like you just because you are favored, amen? So because of his the favor, and then he was a tattletale, you know, we're going to keep it real. Joseph was a tattletale, was telling on his brothers, always telling his dad what they were doing. And so they didn't like him. And then, and then so he goes from being a tattletale and, and he's favored. And now he got this little special coat with all these colors that the dad didn't gave him and nobody else because he was a child of his dad's old age and by the wife that he loved, you know, so now. You see the distinction where there, he's being, you know, favored and, and, and everybody else isn't. And he's tired of telling it. And now he has some dreams that and the interpretations of those dreams basically say he's going to be exalted to a place of authority or leadership. And he's going to rule over them and they're going to bow to him. So now they really like, yo, bro, you tripping. Oh, you now you really think you are that you already got this code. You already got favor. You already telling on us all the time. Now you want to tell us we're going to bow to you. We got something for you and see that sin of envy, that root of bitterness and envy and jealousy came into them because he was favored. And yes, Joseph did some things that, of course, he was annoying, but that's what most little brothers are. Nevertheless, he got sold. He got put in a pit. And then he got sold into slavery. And then he was a slave at Potiphar's house. And then Potiphar's wife wanted to, you know, because he was so handsome and so fine. And the favor of God followed him everywhere. That's what's so crazy. No matter what situation you've been in, you've been cast down, thrown down, you know, spit on, talked about, persecuted, cast away. You know, people have done you dirty, done you wrong. You've been overlooked on the job. You just all kind of things that happened in your life. But the favor of God followed you anyway. And so no matter what, everywhere you go, you prosper. So even though he was sold into slavery at Potiphar's house he, the, the the favor of God was on him and so that drew Potiphar's wife to want him and want to sleep with him and of course it talks about how he was handsome and all of that but he decided that he did not want to sleep with her and that he was not going to dishonor his God or his master Potiphar and so he ran away and she tore a, a, a piece of his clothing and then she concocted a lie and said that he raped her and and, and then showed the, this piece of clothing to the um to, to, to some servants and then told her husband and got him thrown in the jail he did nothing but even in prison the favor of god was there he got elevated to like you know a, a chief prisoner or like you know he was you know like uh i don't know in today's time you know like what what that is when you're an inmate but you kind of like are elevated and they you you have special privileges and you work you know and do more things and you kind of have some authority well that's the position that he got he got elevated and that he became one who was like over the other inmates because the favor of god was on his life but he was still there for something he didn't do but all it all those 
at different places and situations that happened to him that were he didn't ask for that were not his fault you know that were as a, as a result of other people and their bad intentions that it was all God used it all to put him in position so when it came time for him to be in Pharaoh's palace because how else would Joseph have got to Pharaoh's palace he lived in Canaan he did not live in Egypt um, he was he was that was a far away from Egypt right it's like in the same continent but it's they they're not having they don't have cars and trains and airplanes they're mostly on foot or riding on a donkey or something like so it's not like they can quickly easily travel from place to place it would you really had to be intentional to be traveling and so how else would he have got to the place where he was right in the position to be called to go right into the palace of pharaoh had he not been in the in the prison of pharaoh and see sometimes we think because god allow us to go into these deep pits and he allows us to go into these valleys and these dark places and we feel like we're in a prison and we don't realize that God has been positioning us all along getting us closer and closer to our place of elevation see it was in prison where he began to interpret interpret dreams for a cupbearer and a baker of Pharaoh and then it was in that moment see again where we want to talk about the timing of God see when he first interpreted the dreams he thought that was his meal ticket he thought that was his way out and so he told them when they got called back to go in front of Pharaoh after he interpreted their dreams like don't forget about me make sure you tell him about me I, I make sure you let him know that I interpreted your dream put in a good word for me and they gave him a word that that um that he that they would and what he told them about the interpretation of their dream did come to pass. The baker's head was taken off and he was not, he, and he was killed. And, and the cupbearer was back, he was elevated back to his position. And then he forgot about Joseph. See, some people have, you might be upset and holding a secret awe in your heart because maybe somebody promised that they was going to put in a good word for you. Maybe somebody promised that they was going, when they made it, that they was going to double back and make sure they pulled you up. Maybe they said once they get in a position, they was going to make sure that, that you, you got, you got a, uh, you know, a, um, that, that you got, uh, uh, an increase or that you got uh, a raise yeah that's the word thank you holy spirit that you got a raise right there are people who told you that they was going to do something it was going to look out for you when they got to where they were going and then they got in that position and you feel like they forgot you see sometimes god does that on purpose because it's not your time and see it wasn't joseph's time to get out, out of prison there was still something that god needed to develop in joseph in the dark place so he had to stay in prison so god was able to continue to finish up and tie up those loose ends to prepare him for him to be second in command of pharaoh because we got to understand joseph didn't just get a promotion joseph got a promotion promotion okay joseph went to be a prisoner to being literally second in command of pharaoh he answered to nobody but pharaoh pharaoh put him over everything all pharaoh was was pharaoh but everything else was oversighted and overseen by joseph you really got to do your research to understand what that looked like it was really like joseph was pharaoh he just wasn't in Pharaoh's seat. He just didn't have the title Pharaoh, but he was like, he was like, he was Pharaoh, right? He was second in command. He was over all of Pharaoh's governors, officials, everybody who had already been in their places, already been trusted, already had been proved, already had been, you know, there. He was elevated above everybody. And so there, here's the thing about God. God always prepares you for where you're going. And when God is taking you up, there are things God has to get out of you. And most of the time, God likes to 
work in the dark. See, God is not a God who wants to humiliate us. God's not a God who wants to embarrass us. So he don't want us to get into the limelight and have the spotlight on us. And then everything begins to fall, fall apart at the seams. He don't want you to get up there and to fumble and not know what you're doing or to be overtaken by greed or lust or fame, right? Or influence or money or mammon and greed, right? God doesn't want to do that. So a lot of times God will let us be in a dark place. And because the dark place is dark, it's scary, it's uncomfortable, we don't like it, you know, we're not as free as we want to be, we can't move like we want to move, we always want to resist it or, you know, kick against the goals, right? We don't want to receive it, we don't want to be discontent in it because we look at, at it like it's, it's something being done to us and it's something that is harming us or, or you know, that is something that is not, that is negative, but we don't understand the work God is doing. See, the word had to test Joseph, so whatever needed to come out of Joseph, so when he got into the position of being second in command that he would not falter on the assignment see because he wasn't promoted just to be promoted he had an assignment and that was to bring sustenance to the people because the famine was coming see god knew all the way when joseph was 17 and had a dream that all the many years later there was going to be a severe famine in the land right and that joseph was going to be the one in position who was he was going to work through who was going to have a solution and how to bring sustenance to egypt and all of the surrounding areas to sustain these people because otherwise they would have all died see your promotion not about you and when we don't learn how to get out of us that's when god don't promote you god can't elevate you because you too into you you think it's about you it's it's about your feelings it's about your situation it's about your 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 tears it's about what you don't have no you got to get in alignment with god is doing because what he wants to do through you is for his people you see the word had to test joseph so when joseph got elevated he wasn't overtaken with pride just in the same we you know the story read it if you don't know it in genesis i think it's around chapter 49 when he finally you know see his brothers and he see them he recognizes them and yes he was in his feelings and he tried to play a little game with them you know he was a little trash for a little hot second but ultimately he had to really get back to the he had to get back in alignment with the will of god it was you this is the dream now now they did bow to him that he did rule over them, amen, but it wasn't to rule over them harshly or like a tyrant, it was just to say that I've been elevated, I'm just in a different position than you, and when it came time, and he revealed who he really was to them, and they were afraid, and they felt like he was really about to come against them, they felt like he was going to, you know, attack them, or, or, you know, have them put in prison, or do something harsh to them, because of what he did to them, what they did to him, excuse me, and he said, no, he said, who am I, I'm not God, I can't judge, he said, but what y'all meant for evil, God meant for good, right, so even though y'all have plotted evil and wickedness in your heart, God used it for his righteousness. And he knew that. And he extended love and grace and mercy to them. And see, that's where you got to get, especially when God is going to elevate you and have you in a promotion and have you seated uh, where you're going to have a place of authority and, 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 and other people's lives, so to speak, can be in your hands. That's That's nothing to take lightly. So sometimes we got too much of us in us. Sometimes we got too much pride. Sometimes we got too much fear. Sometimes we got too much doubt. Sometimes we're too rebellious. Sometimes we're too disobedient. Sometimes we're not disciplined. Whatever the case may be, God has to prepare you. And your preparation season for many of us has ended. And it's like now it's time for you to go before the king. Esther had to go through her 12 months of preparation or beauty treatments. But then it came time to go before the king. So some of us have been in a season where God has been beautifying you internally 
outwardly. It's not about being outwardly adorned, but God is more interested about how beautiful you are internally. God is more interested about your character. He's more interested about your heart. He's more interested about, you know, your mindset. He is more interested, right, in your relationship with him. He's not concerned about your outer appearance that's why he told samuel i'm not like man i don't look on the outside i'm i'm i look at the heart god is more interested in how we are internally so he has been doing a great work in many of us over these last 12 months we've been being beautified and purified internally because now we're going to go before the king and that can mean many different things take it back to god let him give you your interpretation of what that means for you our ultimate king is jesus because he's returning and we want to be like those five wise versions. We want to be prepared with our lamps lit and more and enough oil. To, so we, when the, the doors open, come on, that's again, talking about doors. When the door open, they entered in, those five wise virgins, they entered in with the bridegroom. The door opened. See, the door is opening. And the door is opening for those that do not know Christ. We have to make no mistake. God is all about the harvest. So even your promotion, your promise, your breakthrough, your blessing, whatever it is you're going to get in this season that is going to be wonderful and beautiful and amazing, sweetheart it is not about you it is for you to testify because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony it is for you to be in position because god wants you to reach somebody it is for you to do something that is going to be a benefit for somebody else other than yourself even your marriage so understand and be on the kingdom agenda be on the assignment of heaven and it's about the great harvest of souls because the door is going to open that door being the heavens and the sky is going to crack open and jesus is going to come riding on a cloud he's going to be on a white horse we know that if you know your the bible you know what the book of revelation say you know what the book of daniel say then you know that to be so that door will open soon and so again jesus stands at the door and knock he knocks at many of our hearts and there are many people who have not opened up the door of their heart to him and it is our responsibility to spread the gospel of jesus christ to all men and all nations and that's what it's about even now and so as all of these doors are opening the doors to family the doors governmental doors the doors to the sanctuaries the church the habitations and financial doors doors are opening because of kingdom business and kingdom don't work because of the kingdom of heaven is at hand so this is a time to celebrate god is doing great and mighty things make no mistake about it there are many people who already are they they're experiencing it i know so many people that are just testifying that are just walking just they have walked into just the greatest season of their life they have walked into some great blessings some great opportunities god has been moving and there are people in the world that has been walking in these things and don't even know it because sometimes we don't even know when we in the world that some of the things that we got god blessed us with because he's trying to get our attention there are many times that i know when i was in a backslidden state that god literally was still blessing or doing things or preserving or protecting me because he wanted to get my attention and i was just again the bible tells us that the um people the god of this world have you know are blind and those that are in the world so once we backslide and go back into the world we become blind but then god is so sovereign and merciful and full of compassion and good that he'll even he makes it rain on the just and unjust you can't make me believe that god don't bless people who are not are who are not saved because that's those are some of the 
the tools that he used and want to get their hearts to turn toward him so they can be saved. Come on, somebody. You got to be in the spirit. And so, yes, there are even people who are unbelievers that are walking in blessings, walking in breakthroughs, walking in promises, walking in open doors, walking in opportunities, and they don't even know it's God. And he has given them an invitation. He's wanting them to know that he is good. He is wanting them to taste and see that the Lord is good. He is wanting them to turn their hearts to him, not because he's a genie, not because he wants to grant their every wish, because he just wants them to know that you don't have to go to the world and get it. You don't have to sell yourself to the devil and get it. You don't have to rob, steal, and kill to get it. You don't have to do all of these things that God is a good God and he gives good gifts to his children. Amen. So if y'all can't tell, I'm fired up, but I don't want to be on here too much longer. Um, so I am going to end it here, but I just want to say thank you all for joining me. Um, there was one person who got on and who all listened to the replay. I pray it bless you again. Congratulations, Mazel Tov. Happy Rosh Hashanah. Celebrate, celebrate God. Celebrate him for who he is. Worship, praise, just be in high expectation. Continue to seek him. Seek his face in Jesus' name. And I just believe you will see if it's your season, if it's your time, if he's told you and you know who you are. Everything I'm saying is nothing but confirmation to the ones that know that this is for them. This ain't your first time hearing it. If it's your first time hearing it, you might want to go back to God because it may not be for you. And that's okay. But trust me, if it's not for you, it's going to be for you at some point, okay? And then for those that it may not be for, send it to someone who you know it is for. Help uh, support this word, support the podcast by sharing, 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 so it can get in front of the right people because God is speaking. I th These are not my words. I am just nothing more than a vessel yielded to be used by God and to hear what he's saying and to, to release it and deliver it, to teach and equip my sisters and sometimes even my brothers to walk in. In, the, in, in holiness, to walk in the goodness of God, to walk, you know, in righteousness, right? And walk worthy unto, plea, and fully pleasing unto him, right? In Jesus' name. So I, I'm just so excited. I'm believing God to do the miraculous. I'm talking about jaw-dropping, mind-blowing in Jesus' name, right? I'm talking about awe-inspiring, take your breath away. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of man what God is going to do for those who love him. These are not my words. These are his. Like I said, when we first started, I couldn't even choreograph that if I wanted to. There were fireworks right to the left of me. I don't know where I'm in a residential area, by the way. So who would be lighting off fireworks? I don't know. But fireworks were lit. Were lit. And that's to me, again, another confirmation that God is saying this is a time of celebration. Congratulations. You've done it. You crossed over. You made it. You endured. You made it through the wilderness. You have endured to the end. And those who endure to the end shall reap the reward, right? God is coming with reward in hand. He's coming with his reward and his salvation. And so I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear the testimonies. Please feel free to connect with me. I'll leave my email in the um, description as always. And um, like, comment, share, um, support the podcast. I uh, really appreciate it. It is it's such a blessing just for you to partner with us and support by like, commenting, and sharing. I pray that this word bless you. I pray that the Lord blesses you and keeps you. I pray that he makes his face.